They're okay with it because we told them on the front end. Where customers get really, really mad is if you say, this is gonna be covered by your insurance, and then six weeks later they get a bill, not happy about that. Today, we come to a pivotal episode of the Offsite Team Podcast, where today we're addressing a topic that's crucial for the stability and growth of home healthcare companies. The importance of collecting deductibles. I know, not that exciting, but if we don't do this, you know what? As we step into the new year, understanding and effectively managing this aspect of your business is more important than ever. So let's set the scene. In the world of home healthcare, the collection of deductibles is not just a financial transaction. It's a balancing act between maintaining financial health and providing compassionate care on the other side. As deductibles reset at the beginning of the year, both patients and providers face new challenges and opportunities. It's a time when effective deductible collection strategies can significantly impact your company's revenue and service quality. So here's why this matters. One, it's money, but two, effectively collecting deductibles is fundamental to the financial stability of your home healthcare business. It ensures steady cash flow, which is essential for providing uninterrupted, high quality care to your patients. However, this process can be intricate and sensitive, requiring a nuanced approach that respects patients' needs while safeguarding your business's financial interests. So in this episode, April and I, we're going to cover and delve into the strategies and best practices for collecting deductibles in a way that is effective yet empathetic. We'll explore how clear communication, patient education, and transparent billing practices play a crucial role in this process. Moreover, we'll discuss the challenges that home healthcare providers often face and how to navigate them with professionalism and care. So, you know, where do offsite team members come into play with this? Well, we'll introduce you to the concept of leveraging skilled offsite professionals who specialize in healthcare billing and patient communications. These team members can be a game changer in managing your deductible collection processes offering expertise and efficiency without the overhead costs of additional in-house staff, in-house staff. So, hey, whether you're looking to refine your existing deductible collection process or set up a new system that is both effective and patient-friendly, this podcast is a must-listen. We want you to have more money in your account so you can take great care of your customers and team members. So join us as we explore how to strengthen your home healthcare company's financial foundation while continuing to provide exceptional care. So April, how are you today, by the way? I'm good, how are you? I am well, I am very, very well. And you know, one of the things that I'm well is we now have the offsite team helping us to collect deductibles going into the new year. You were not with us when we had year after year after just chasing bills and new credit cards, you name it, you have made our lives so much easier. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so we have this thing in America called deductibles. Do you, by the way, do you guys have deductibles in the Philippines? Oh, we actually do not because insurance mm-hmm. is not that big in the Philippines as compared mm-hmm. to America. Yeah. You have health care insurance cards and then you have cash. Mm-hmm. Is, that is, is that correct. correct? You basically, you either have your prepaid insurance that you either use or don't use or you pay cash. So that you have right. two options. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have this bizarre thing called deductibles and I was just looking at the, I'm in Washington State, the Washington State Healthcare Exchange. I was looking at 
insurance for my family of four. This year, for a high deductible plan, we're looking at uh, it's about $13,000 just to buy coverage with an $8,000 deductible. I was telling my wife, so you're telling me I need to spend $20,000 before I get any services? And this was that one insurance company that we are not going with, but deductibles are crazy. So if I walked in to your home medical supply store and said, hey, I I need a CPAP machine or I need oxygen, do you have health insurance? I could say, yeah, I do. But with an $8,000 deductible, it's almost like, what's the point when it's not going to be covered until I spend $8,000, which is ridiculous. So what do we do? What should I do, April, if I walk in and this is the insurance I have? Well, actually, since uh, if you have offsite team with you, I'd say first and foremost would be living through the company's mission and vision. So just because you haven't met your deductible, it doesn't stop from there. It doesn't end no. there. There so, are other options. What does options. that look like? Mm-hmm. You know. So what we do is we offer them um, private pay. You can private pay the durable medical equipment that you need. You can also yeah. change the, um, Cash, the You know what we? Yeah, mm-hmm. what we would say is cash is king. Cash, so yes. even if I walk in and say, okay, uh, I I might get these numbers somewhat wrong. I can mm-hmm. say, okay, a CPAP machine. We're billing to insurance at one hundred and sixty-five dollars. Ooh, that's a lot. What if I pay privately with cash? Mm -hmm. Now, you do have to bill, according to Medicare, whatever we bill insurances, we have to bill uh, privately. But a lot of times what we can do is uh, you can sell used equipment. Correct. um, At a... You know, and just find find different ways. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will just uh, buy in a much more affordable way because it's one of those things. It takes a lot of CPAP machines to pay for $8,000 before mm-hmm. insurance kicks in. So, but we do have to be careful with, you know, the private pay or even on our showroom. You saw this when you were here. We have cash billing insurance products. Mm-hmm. So let's say a carpal tunnel brace that we bill at, I think it's $68. Don't quote me on that. But then we have a cash line that would be, let's say, $19.99 or $29.99. Mm-hmm. So we actually have two different products on the walls. And the offsite team knows this. Do you want correct. the insurance product or do you want the cash product? You mm-hmm. give them these options, don't you? Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's one of those things. It's really, really nice. Now, I was talking third-party private insurance. Now, the nice thing is most patients, we deal with highly geriatric, uh, high geriatric population, basically those 60 and older. They tend to have Medicare, which is wonderful because Medicare's, do you know what Medicare's deductible is uh, next year? Next year, I don't have any information, but the latest is 233. Okay, 233. It's probably 250, give or take. Um, I really should have known that. But basically, if Mm -hmm. someone just has straight Medicare, they're looking at a deductible of about $250. Do not quote me on that. Mm -hmm. So that's not too bad before Medicare kicks in. Now, a lot of plans or people in in where we're at will also buy a supplemental plan. So those like an AARP will frequently also cover the deductible. So I love those patients. So you don't really have to worry about that. Now, a lot of other patients, let's say yeah, Cigna, United Healthcare, they might have a Med Advantage plans. They typically do have deductibles, and you have to be really careful about those plans as well, too, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do, as you're verifying insurance, or let's say as our offsite team is verifying insurance, what are they looking for, April? So when we verify the insurance, uh, we're looking for the deductible, whether it's been met 
um, mm -hmm. during the beginning of the year and we also educate the patients because there are times that they do not know how much is the remaining deductible no. that they have yeah and we've as we've said in the podcast one of the biggest sorts of disappointment amongst customers is unmet expectations mm -hmm. so as as new faxes come across, we have our fax wranglers, as we like to call them. They are entering all the information into our point of sale system, which we use Brighttree here. And then they're calling the patient saying, hey, Mrs. Smith, when you come into Howard's uh, to get this oxygen or as we're delivering, we need to let you know um, your deductible has not been met. We're going to bill it at $160 or whatever it is. Your, your insurance is going to cover 120 and we need to let you know you have not met your deductible. So we'll need to collect a credit card at the time of service and we'll bill your insurance until your deductible is met. Are you okay with that? Almost always. What does the customer say? Yes, they're okay with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They agree. they're okay with that because we told them on the front end. Mm -hmm. Where customers Correct. get really, really mad is if you say this is going to be covered by your insurance, and then six weeks later they get a bill. Not happy about that, are they? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I have. I've had customers literally drop two thousand dollars cash because they know they have the insurance deductible. That's it's going to get paid one way or another. So most mm -hmm. people are okay. Now, we also have a large Medicaid population. Medicaid's super easy because in the state of Washington, our Medicaid population, typically there is no deductible and it's covered at 100%. Mm -hmm. So those customers are super easy, but we do have to verify that it is covered. Uh, we have this weird thing in the in the state of Washington called a spend down. Uh, do, you, do, you know, do you know what a spend down is, yes. April? Yes, I'd say yeah. it's almost the same as the deductible. It is. They just say spend down to make mm -hmm. you feel better. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically insurance does not kick in until you spend X amount of money. And mm -hmm. in the state of Washington, this is determined by your income. And that's, I guess, why it is a spend down instead of a deductible. So like for one person, it might be $100. Another person, it might be $2,000. It, it's based on your income. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing regarding deductibles, we always ex collect credit cards at the time of service. Now, what happens sometimes, though, is some people either change credit cards or they expire. My credit mm -hmm. card expired last month. I got a new credit card in the mail, but I have to let everyone know I have a new credit card. Right. So even though I've done everything, we've done everything. So how, how can someone use the offsite team in, in, in a sense with changed credit cards or changed insurances? Mm -hmm. What do we do? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because working not in the same location can be, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably a question whether it's secured or not. But I can definitely assure that aside from being trained to get or, or obtain those information with the offsite team, we are also using a secured um, system and we're HIPAA yep. compliant. HIPAA compliant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're making sure that the information that you provide will stay in the system. And this is the beauty of using Brighttree, but even mm -hmm. your computers that you're using, even though none of the credit card data is stored on your mm -hmm. home computer in or outside of Manila, it all stays in the state of Washington. Correct. And that's how we maintain HIPAA compliance. Uh, everything is encrypted. And so it's one of those things. A lot of times we just have the offsite team calling customers proactively saying, hey, Mrs. Smith, I noticed your credit card expired. Mm -hmm. Would you like to give me a new credit card? And typically they're really, most people don't have any problems with that. So yes. uh, it's one of those things we have to do it sooner or later. It's a whole lot mm -hmm. cheaper to do it on the front end than on the back end, isn't it? 
Yes, that is right. And I'd say for the longest time that I've been here, I never received any complaint in regards to yeah. credit card information being used or whatsoever, yeah. like the fraud. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like that. No, and if someone really did have a problem with it, uh, you can always use the Bright Tree portal, mm -hmm. which we have. You know, they can log in if they don't want to give it over the phone. Hey, not a Correct. problem. I totally understand that. Let me send you an email, or you can just log into your portal that you've already created and pay your credit card or mm -hmm. pay your invoice that way. So we're really, really flexible how it happens or how we uh, collect payment. Now, it's one of those things, I think the hard thing with collecting deductible is the nuances. We all know that one patient that comes in, that you know they need it, but what if they can't pay their entire deductible at the time of service? What do we do with those patients? Uh, what we usually do is we offer an alternative option to them if they cannot pay, or we can also use their credit card. Um, we can do like an auto pay on the credit mm -hmm. card. Or a partial down, have. we've done mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is right. So those are the options that we have. Yeah, and I will say in the state of Washington, and I'm not sure who's listening to this, every state's a little bit different. There are a number of programs out there to help people pay their deductibles. So in the state of Washington, we're very, very familiar with, okay, even if someone has a deductible, if their income is low enough, mm -hmm. they're going to qualify to have their deductible pay, but you have to understand what loopholes you need to jump through. Um, in the state of Washington, we have a program called Aging and Long-Term Care, and a lot of it is getting to know the caseworker, so we can mm -hmm. do do items like that. So now what I don't know is if you're in Texas or Massachusetts or California, every state has their own um, different laws that you have and or th programs that we can utilize. I've also worked with a lot of churches. And what I mean by this is a lot of churches, if someone actually goes to the church, they're actively involved. I've even seen churches or GoFundMe pay for someone's healthcare bills. Mm -hmm. So don't just, I think a lot of times, if you've been in this industry, let's say 10 years ago, there was a habit of just waiving deductibles. We can no longer do that, that these days. And in fact, if a company gets in the habit of just waiving deductibles willy-nilly, um, you can get into a lot of trouble. So that one, it's not a good business decision, but two, mm -hmm. you can get in trouble, um, you know, by, act, you know, waiving deductibles if you don't have a good reason for hardship on file, can't we? Mm -hmm. Agreed. So it's one of those things. Uh, and then in terms of checking health insurance, so as we're talking deductibles, a lot of people will say, well, I have Medicare and it's always been covered. People will switch health insurances in the year, uh -huh. don't they? Yes. So, so what do we do when uh, the new health insurance has a different deductible or a different copay than the previous health insurance? So definitely we educate the patient that mm -hmm. since you change the insurance, there are different policies involved. Um, it's the deductible that's not the same anymore. So we educate them and also the coverage because mm -hmm. this item, the, uh, the durable medical equipment they need might be covered by this insurance, but on the other insurance that they have, the new one might not be covered. So we also You're exactly educate. right there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things it's, 
we try our hardest not to ever waive the deductible. Mm -hmm. uh, occasionally there are hardship opportunities. You kind of talked about, well, how about we bill this to your credit card on this date? So someone will frequently say in January, oh, I don't have any money on this date. What we'll do is we'll, we might even take a debit card. We know their social security check might come on, let's say February 1st, mm -hmm. and we'll make an agreement with our team. Hey, we're gonna run your card on February 3rd mm -hmm. would be an example. Um, and other times you might just say, you know what, uh, I'm sorry, we cannot help you at this time. Why don't you get back to us? And then when you have found some way of paying this bill, now that really is on a case by case basis. If you come into our right. store, you know, you have to need something. In our store, we do allow only our team leads to waive deductibles mm -hmm. or even put them off. So as a frontline team member, we don't let everyone do that just because it can and has in the past been abused. And then as team members prove more responsible, um, we then give them that flexibility to either waive or put off the deductible. The way our company waives deductibles is no one ever can just randomly waive a deductible. We actually mm -hmm. make them fill out a hardship form saying, hey, here's my income, this is how much I have, and basically prove that deductible can be waived because in the state of Washington, if we just willy-nilly waive deductibles, we can get in trouble. Now, someone, I've noticed, someone should not always have their deductible waived because in the state of Washington, if you don't make enough to pay your deductible, you're gonna qualify for health insurance typically in six to 12 months. So if mm -hmm. someone is coming to me, let's say month 11, still asking for the deductible waiver, I can pretty much call baloney that they just don't want to pay their bill and what they're right. putting on is uh, not true. So that's mm -hmm. something that you need to know your state's rules and every, you know, Washington state is a more liberal state. Whereas if you might be, I'm just gonna pick a more conservative state, let's say Oklahoma, mm -hmm. you'd be like, your state's crazy. Yeah, our state also has really high taxes too. So a lot of it's just understanding Understanding and equipping the offsite team to ask the right questions, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. And we have, you know, we know what our offsite team is going to be doing in January and February. We're going to be dialing for dollars. Hey, Mrs. Smith. Hey, Mr. Johnson. Hey, uh, Miss Rodriguez. We understand that you changed your credit card or your insurance changed. Uh, can we have a valid credit card on hold? Mm -hmm. And here's one thing that is nice for us, and this might sound bad, is if they decide not to pay, well then they're also deciding not to get more medical supplies through us in the future. And I'm like, well, I'd love to give it to you, but mm -hmm. I have this amazing staff. I'd like to pay, I'd like to buy new stuff. We need to pay for the items. And we can't do that if we're just giving items out free, free and clear. Uh, a number of years ago, there was a great man, very godly man. He just loved upon everyone. He gave away too much stuff and his medical supply went out of business. And so this is where deductibles are crucial because you know you can do a onesies and a twosies, but we have to collect so we can stay in business and mm -hmm. continuing to serve people in our community, don't we? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So what's the best way of utilizing offsite team members for collecting of deductibles, April? I'd say communication is the number one that we do. We mm -hmm. educate, we communicate with the patients, letting them know, um, informing them upon reviewing their policy details. We educate them because let's be honest, most of the time we just sign. We don't review all mm -hmm. the information, especially when we change insurance. So we educate them. Um, we give them information on that. We also provide them the out of back maximum if there is. So we also mm -hmm. educate them about that. And um, you know, the nice thing with the out-of-pocket max is it's almost a nice way of spinning it into a positive. I know, mm -hmm. April, that you need to pay this deductible, but as soon as you hit 
let's say $2,000 realistic. As soon as you right. hit $10,000, you don't have any more deductible mm. or any more copies. That's gonna be a wonderful day. So what I try to do when talking to the customers, at least point them towards the, it's going to get better over time, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, good. Well, hey, uh, April, if someone wants to get in touch with us, if let's say they'd like an offsite team member to help with deductible collection, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you don't have someone fully assigned to this on your team yet, um, <laughs> you're going to make five or 10 times as much what you pay offsite team in collected deductibles, which is going to make everyone happy. Um, even the patients, I think people enjoy paying because they know they're giving, uh, people feel bad when they don't pay their bills. So let's collect it ahead of time. And that way we're going strong going into 2024, aren't we? Okay, so go ahead, reach out to us at offsiteteammember.com or give April and myself a call. We would absolutely love to talk to you about how we can't get this up and running as soon as possible on your team. You could do one team member, you could do five team members. We're here to help, aren't we, April? Yes, we are. Okay, and next next podcast, working with insurances in the new years. I'd love to tell you things are not going to change. They're going to change and we, you can't just put your head in the ground and say, oh, it'll be fine. No, it won't be fine if we don't pay attention to how the insurances are changing going into 2024. Okay. Until next week, thanks for listening or watching to Offsite Team Members Podcast. Mm-hmm.